Hey, this is Ryan Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Local Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk encourages you, inspires you, and reminds you that there is always hope, that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the message. What an absolute privilege and an honor it is to be here. This is just awesome. Ryan and I started connecting last year, it was, late in the fall, and I just started asking him tons and tons of questions because <laughs> he's, you know, fast forward a little bit more, more than a year above, ahead of us, and said, man, you know, just picking his brain. He was so patient, so kind, just, <laughs> just investing, and I'd send text message, I'd send email, and just, he's shooting me all these answers, just pouring into me, investing into me, and here we are now in, you know, June, and they're still doing it, right? Uh, these guys are incredible, so I just want to give a shout out. Or we, we, You have a man and a woman of God, people who are passionate uh, for his name, for his kingdom, uh, people who are passionate not just for him and his kingdom, but for you. I mean, he loves y'all, you know, and there's just a commitment. It's, it's just, I, I've been blessed by this relationship and I'm grateful. So uh, y'all have a preacher of the word. You got a man of character. You got, you got a man, a family man. Come on, come on. You, you guys are blessed. Uh, as he said, my name is John Sokowskis. And I'm the lead pastor of this brand new church that is yet to be birthed uh, this August, Journey Church. And we're just excited to be here. Uh, shout out to the home team as well, all of the local uh, core team. You guys are pretty awesome training, not just the, myself, but also some of our team. Shout out to the Journey team here as well. Uh, this, this is exciting. This is exciting. So uh, grateful for our folks who are here uh, teaching and training. Grateful for my team who's here uh, making the sacrifice, making the drive, and not just here for today, but here for the long haul, ready to plant this church. And so shout out to the Journey team again. Uh, grateful to be here. Uh, i just like to introduce my family uh, real quick. I think we have a picture up here. Yeah, that, that, that's my crew. That's my crew. Five. Yeah, I got five kids. My wife just couldn't keep her hands off me. You know what I'm saying? I just, no. Uh, my, my beautiful wife, Emily, uh, she is the one who runs our home. She's the one who helps make it all happen. She is incredible. Uh, really, without her, Lord have mercy. Uh, she left Memorial Day weekend for a weekend uh, out to Ohio to visit family, and I had daddy duty with all five. She, 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 she is incredible. Uh, my oldest son, uh, Josiah, he's uh, kind of creative. He's like an artist. Uh, he is uh, gifted in music and uh, just loves all kinds of, whether it's music, art, things along those lines. I'm going to tell a story about him in a moment, but uh, he's a sweet, sweet boy. Um, he loves golf, loves reading. You know, he's just, he's a leader. I think he's going to be a preacher, honestly. I think, I think that's what he's going to be. But uh, Micah, Micah's here right here in the, in the front with my dear friend, Tom. Uh, Mike is our sports star, so he's a soccer star, loves getting out there on the soccer field, loves just running around, he loves being in the water, on the pool as well, and he is the sweetest boy. You talk about generosity, you talk about kindness, thoughtfulness, it's through the roof with this kid. I mean, he, he would take the shirt off his back to give to another kid. I mean, it is pretty, pretty special. Uh, it's like sometimes he said, no, dude, you, you keep some of your stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to give it all away. Uh, but he, he's that kind of kid, he's pretty awesome. Then I have my, my princess, Sayla, oh, come on, and, and he, and he dads to little girls oh that 
There, there's something there. There's something that God does when, when, a, when a man has a little baby girl. But she is my princess. She is, you know, between all the brothers. But don't let her fool you. She can hold her own. I mean, she, she, can, she can handle her business. She, she will give the boys a run for their money when it comes to anything. I mean, from heart to hustle, like, you better look out. This girl, she's going to do something. I think she's going to be a worship leader. She's always singing, always dancing. Just, it's awesome. Uh, then I've got Noah hugging, hugging mama right there. Woo! This boy is nonstop. From the moment he wakes up to the, if he was here right now, it'd be ching, 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 ching. I mean, literally, you know, and making sure that you heard him too, like loud, just soaring through the place. And then we have little uh, baby Judah, and uh, it's just fun to, to see and be part of a large family. It's a lot. It's crazy. I, I heard something years ago, and it held on. I kind of held on to it, or maybe it held on to me, and it's this. Although they do make you happy, their purpose is to make you holy purpose of your family, your spouse, your kids, the right part of the fruit, they're going to make you happy. They're going to give you some joy. There's going to be such a blessing in those, finding somebody that's going to do life with you for the long haul, having kids that you can help shape. and That's such a gift. But their purpose is to make you holy. I've been calling on grace a whole lot more since I got married and I had kids. Come on, somebody. Call on Jesus. I need you, Lord. I need you. Am I talking to anybody in the room today? Well, that's just real right there. Help us, Lord, help us. And so I'm not here just to talk about my family. I just want to introduce you. I do want to share, though, my oldest son. I'm going to tell a story here. My oldest son, we tell him about this church planting journey back in, I think it was September. We told the church that we were serving at what was going on. We shared it with the leadership. And then we came home, and my wife and I then shared with our children. And as we're sharing this with our children, hey, we're about to plant a church. The church is going to be called Journey Church. And Josiah, this is my oldest, his first reaction, he literally like stands up on the couch and starts jumping up and down. He's like, I'm going to be the youth pastor. I'm going to be preaching. Come on, somebody. He gets all excited. And then he gets real serious and he runs out of the room and he says, now I know why God had me draw this. And he comes back in about four to six weeks prior, he was in the shower, drawing on the steam, and he drew this, and he felt inspired by God at the age 10 to copy it, write it down. So he then brought a piece of paper into the bathroom, and he's copying this off the shower steam door, and he held on to it. We come back, you know, he comes back in the room, now I know why God had me draw this. He said, Dad, this can be your logo. So then we sent that to our graphic designer, uh, and here's, here's exactly what uh, our graphic designer created with that. Pretty awesome. Shout out to Eddie, our graphic designer here in the house. He's got, he's got some skills. He, he didn't touch it. He didn't change it. Eddie, Eddie said, when you said your 10-year-old had a graphic, like I'm thinking there's going to be all kinds of... But he said, man, that looks like a legit graphic. He's like, they almost look like the at sign, like the place to be at. It looks like you're on this long road, this journey. I mean, there's all kinds of dynamics that he identified and he's got the eye for. And so then here's the, the final product, Journey Church. That, that, that's it. That, that's, that's where we're going. That's what we're doing. Uh, our vision is we exist to join people on their journey and invite them to experience all that God has for them. Similar to where Jesus was. He met people where they were and he invited them and he pointed them to the Father. He said, hey, I've got more for you. I've got more for you. Come see what we have in store. So we are excited. I just want to share a little bit of story and now we're going to get into the Word. How many of you guys are ready for the Word? Yes. I hope you're, I hope you're hungry. Came to feast a little bit. Uh, this is uh, out of uh, Romans chapter 5. My message this morning is why character counts. 
why character counts. We live in a day and age when uh, culture is, is, is crazy, conflict is present, t- racial tension, you know, p- political, you know, just the adversaries, it seems like rising up again. We, we live in a time and a day when we need some people to rise up with character, to have some character, right, to, to do what they say they're going to do, to be who they are, to say that who, you hear what I'm saying. I'm going to get to preaching. I need to, you need to read the text. All right, follow along with us here. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Pray with me. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it has been preserved through time. God, we thank you, Lord, that it is not something that is dead or just words on a page. It is alive and active, Lord. It discerns our thoughts, Lord. It it speaks and reveals to things of who we are and what you're calling us to. And God, I just thank you for your word this morning. I pray, Lord, all over this room, that you would allow our hearts to be open to your word, that we would hear it and that we would mix our faith with it and it would profit us much. God, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Amen. So Paul starts out in Romans chapter five saying this, therefore, having been justified by faith. How many of y'all know what justified means? Justified means declared not guilty, right? You and I, just because of our faith in Christ, have been declared not guilty. We are forgiven. And that's incredible truth right there. So therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Anybody here have peace with God? That's an incredible thing to have, to to lay down and know that, uh, man, I've got peace in my heart. I've got got peace with God. I've, I've got right standing with him. I'm good because of the sacrifice of Jesus. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith. Somebody say access access, like some backstage passes, right? You know, we, you, you all got some access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So we have access into this relationship with God, right, through faith, into, into this grace, this wide open space, this incredible unmerited power, enabling power, right, unmerited favor, incredible love that God has poured out for us. We have access into it in which we stand. We stand by the grace of God. So you and I, we don't do things for the grace of God. We don't work to try to earn the grace of God. We do things from the grace of God because we're loved, because we're forgiven, because we're justified, because we've been declared not guilty, because all that he did for us, therefore we respond and we move and we worship and we serve and we show up early and we give and we sacrifice because, right? Not for, but from grace. So we have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And here's where it gets, you know, good. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Hope is this confident expectation of good. The best picture or, or, or you know, kind of word picture idea of, of hope is Christmas morning. You remember being a kid when you wake up early in the morning and you're like, can't wait to get into your presence. And you, and you see some things under the tree and maybe they're wrapped. And, but you, know, you already know what they are. You know what you've been asking for. You know, and you, it's about the same size. That's hope, right? That's a confident expectation of good. It's like you're confident. It's, it's here. It's present. We are about to experience something really, really good. So, so we hope in the glory of God. Glory is what God originated and intended. So we are hoping in, in God's original intent, original design, what he says is going to happen, it's going to happen. Our hope is set in that. 
That, that, that's exciting. We get that. And now here's where it gets interesting. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Wait, what? Wait, we, we glory? Okay, so, so what does glory mean? Glory means, here's the translation. Some translations actually just say hope. It says, living with your head up high. Boasting from a particular vantage point by having the right base of operation to deal successfully with a matter. So we glory or we rejoice in tribulations, in trials, in, in crap, and <laughs> garbage, and stuff, and some of the, the hard things that we have to face in a little hot room right now this morning. We, we, we glory and we boast and we rejoice in some. Wait a minute, Paul. I, you had me up until that point. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm following. Well, why? Let me ask before we even, even go there. We glory in tribulations, right? We rejoice in tribulations. What's your response when stuff hits the fan? What, what's your response when things don't go your way? What's your response when, man, I got my hopes up, I'm excited, this is, and it doesn't turn out the way you expected? What's your response in that place? What happens, let me ask it a different way, what happens on the inside when you face something difficult? What happens on the inside? What's going on in here, in your heart, in your mind? Or maybe you've invested years into a relationship and that relationship doesn't work out. What happens on the inside when you've had a setback that, man, you've invested years into this project, maybe something at work and it just all of a sudden fails, falls out, business goes under. What, what happens when the house that you wanted, you knew it was it, this is it, it fell through? Let's just, let's just be real, friends. What happens when life doesn't turn out as expected? What, what, what happens when you and I have hope for things, those very things that we've hoped for have fallen through, what happens then? Do you and I kind of brush it off? Maybe, you know, brush ourselves off, get back up and just keep moving? Or do we sink in a black hole? Do we retreat for a while? Maybe a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple years. Do we get in a dark place? Do we blow a gasket? Make a foolish, foolish decision? Do something, oh, I know I'm going to regret this, I'm going to do it anyway. You take a shortcut, you shrink back in fear, wallow in insecurity. You know what, this, this status quo, I was taking risks, I was stepping out, but this status quo is kind of comfortable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and just shrink back and just kind of stay back here, it's safe. What happens on the inside when you face stuff, difficult stuff in life? Paul learned a secret. I learned to glory, to boast, to rejoice in trials and tribulations. Well, why, Paul? How, how did you get there? Because I'm not there right now. You know what I'm saying? How, how, how did you get there? What happens when you and I face difficult things, our response to some of the stuff in life, what it, what it does is it shows us what we're made of. When you and I face some real difficult things, it shows us what we're made of. It also shows us where we are in our maturity in our relationship with God. And you know what else it does? When, when you and I go through some incredibly difficult things, it doesn't just reveal kind of where we are, what we're made of. It reveals some of the things within us that need to change. It reveals some of the areas in our lives in which we need to grow. 
it reveals some of the areas in our lives where we still need to heal. So maybe Paul was saying, I rejoice in trials. I rejoice in tribulations. I glory in those things because they teach me something about myself. They teach me something about who my God is. They teach me something to keep going, to keep moving, to keep, because that's what it says, right? We glory in tribulations. Why? Because tribulations produce perseverance. Come on, somebody. It produces, so it accomplishes something for you. So it's not just something difficult that you have to go through. It's working for you. It's something that if you get it and kind of understand this, there is something on the other side of it, maybe even something through it, that you are going to come out better, that you ain't going to come out bitter, that you're going to come out better, you're going to come out stronger, you're going to come out with, with some, something that lasts. So it can become something that will teach you a lot about who you are, teach you areas in which you need to, all right, God, whew, I don't like that. What are you going to do about it, son? What are you going to do about it, daughter? Because we can do this again. We can take another lap in the wilderness. We can come back to this lesson in another year. You could stay outside the camp. You don't have to go to the promised land. You don't, you know, there are delays in our destiny, and they're often tied to our character, right? To some flaws, to some areas in which we have yet to shore up, and areas in which God has yet to bring healing because maybe we're running from it. I felt as I was praying for y'all this morning, there, there's a word for somebody in here, and the word is simply this, stop running. Stop running. When, when it gets hard, stop running. When, when, when you just want to give up, stop running. Stop running to your addiction. Stop running to your vice. Stop running to whatever fill in the blank that is and turn it to Jesus. Invite him in. Surrender. Say, God, I need your help. I'm not in that place of rejoicing in my trial right now. I'm fussing and cussing, and, you know, I, I, I am not happy right now. But God, help me. God, help me to see something in the midst of this. Show me something in the midst of this. Something that's got me overwhelmed. Something that I don't know how to handle. Something that I'm not sure how I'm going to make it through. Show me what it is that you have for me in the middle of this right now. And, and that's what Paul, I think, is really teaching us. Because when we glory, when we boast in our trials, we're beginning to learn something. That our trials are working not just something, you know, there's some, their trials are working something in us, through us, and for us. So it produces perseverance, the ability to, you know, take a lick and, and keep on going, right? To, 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 to keep on moving forward. I'm, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to get up and have some tenacity. I'm not going to let that just stop me. I'm not going to let that take me out. Maybe a year ago I might have let that take me out, but I'm not letting that take me out anymore. I've grown a bit, right? I look back and now I hear God's voice a little bit more. My joy is a little bit deeper. My faith is a little bit stronger. I know that that trial that I went through, oh, come on, that's working for me, friend. That's working for me. There, there's something about this, right? This faith that we have isn't just temporary, isn't just for, no, this faith that we have, it does something incredible in our lives if we let it. Not just for all eternity, but for right here, right now. God is wanting to shape us and make us through the faith that we have. That we say, we walk in, right? That we believe. Oh, God, I believe. I believe. We, we, we sing it out. Can you walk it out? Walk it out. No, I'm not going to do that. But uh, can, can, can you walk it out, friends? Invite God in the middle of your mess. Find even through the middle of sometimes that temptation of, you know, oh, God, why am I going through this? Do you even love me? Let's be real. I love you. I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. Keep coming to me. Keep crying to me. Keep pouring your tears out before me. This is just a season. This isn't your life. This isn't the last chapter in your story. 
just a season. Push through. Don't give up. You keep pressing. And as you're learning the glory in your tribulations, it's doing something for you. It's working in you some perseverance. And as you're learning to persevere and not give up, even when I feel like giving up, I'm not going to give up, God. I'm going to keep coming to you. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep giving. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep sacrificing. I'm going to keep doing some of these things. What's developing in you when you persevere now is called character. And character, friends, is something this world is crying out for. The world isn't waiting for another definition of Christianity. The world is waiting for another demonstration of Christianity. For, for people with character to show up, not just, oh, I go to church on Sunday. I am the church, friends. When I show up, things happen, right? I, I bring a countenance about me into the room. You're going you're gonna to feel something. You're, you're going to hear, you hear what I'm saying? Help us, Lord. So it produces something for us. And this, this character, there's a lot, of, a lot of really good definitions out there for character, but we're talking about more than just morals. We're talking about more than just ethics here. Character, what, what are we talking about? Is this tested and tried, right? Proved genuine. You've gone through some stuff. And this is a, you know, no, fake it till you make it. No, you, you're, you've, you've made it. Like this has made you some of the stuff that you've gone through. It's made you a person of character. Here's what a few folks that I think we admire have said about character. I have a dream. You remember that one? Where my four little children one day live in a nation where they'll not be judged by the color of their skin, by the content of their character. Martin Luther King, Billy Graham said this, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. Here's another one. Hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up their noses, and some don't turn up at all. <laughs> well, what are you made of? What's, what's that DNA, that, that, that character? Friends, we like it when, when we see people who are who they say they are, who do what they say they're going to do. We like it. We're attracted to that when we see people of character. It is. It's attractive. It's something that, one of the reasons why we love our God so much, right? Because he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. He's faithful. He's a God of character. He, that's what holy means. Together, all together separate. God is holy. God is a God of character. We're attracted to that. Are people attracted to you because of your character? Because of how you walk, and you walk what you talk, you, you live out what, come on, somebody. Are, are people attracted to the character that you walk with? Here's one of the best definitions of character I've heard. Character is the ability to meet the demands of reality. The ability to, re, to, to meet the demands of reality. And so you think of, and you know, there, there's a book called, uh, Integrity by Henry Cloud. If you're really into wanting to grow in some character, get that book and digest it. Read it. Just soak it up. Really, really good book. Integrity by Henry Cloud. And so in, in the book, he talks about character being something that you think of a, a different kind of plane, right? Maybe it's a helicopter. Maybe it's a Boeing 747. Maybe whatever it might be. It's made with different kind of character, different kind of metals, different kind of things that are, it has a purpose and it's not, some, some, some metals, some things aren't going to be used for a different kind of plan because it's going to have a different kind of purpose. So this, in the context of our character, character being the ability to meet the demands of reality, that means what you're going through 
what you're going through, what you're about to go through, some of the stuff that you're facing, you have the ability to meet every need that the, 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 the demands of reality are putting on you. Does that make sense? So some of y'all are pregnant, right? You know, some of y'all are expecting, Ryan, Pastor Ryan talking about some, some families in here expecting. I don't know, I ain't got what it takes. You do have what it takes. You do have what it takes. Peter talks about this and, and, and the scripture says, man, we've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. You and I have what it takes. And it's a matter of calling on him, calling on grace. God, help me to walk this out. You have the ability to meet the demands of reality. Some people want to shy, want to run from the demands of reality. Uh, I don't know. I can't handle my wife. I can't deal with her emotions. I can't deal with, with uh, I'm just going to work all the time. I'm just going to, from some sun up to sundown, I'm just going to be working. They don't want to deal with it, right? Am I talking to anybody today? It, it, there, there's certain things that some of us are wired to, you know what? Oh, I got this. And then there's some things that we're wired not to have this, right? And so, so how many of y'all run from something? I run when it comes to like, you know, mechanics, when it comes to, you know, doing some fixer uppers at the house, I'm like calling somebody. I'm the first one, like speed dial, like help me. I run from that kind of stuff. How many know you got to step up sometimes? You got to face some of the things that aren't coming easy to you. That's what character is, the ability to meet the demands of reality, regardless of whatever it is that you are facing. Face, face those very things. And, and why? Why does character count? Why does it matter? Besides the obvious reasons, besides some of the things that we've already talked about, check this progression out that Paul touches on. So we glory, we rejoice in tribulations because these very things produce what? Perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. Oh, shut the front door. Hope. A confident expectation of good around the corner. God is up to something. And even in the midst of this mess, he is up to something. Hope. And here, check this out. Hope does not disappoint. So you know what that means? If hope doesn't disappoint, that means hope appoints. Did you catch that? Hope appoints. Just by you going through some stuff, persevering in the midst of that stuff. God developing some things on the inside, some character in you, and you just walking through and still having hope, holding on to hope. Even when all hope should be lost, you're still holding on to hope. You know what that's doing? It's bringing about God appointments in your life, divine appointments in your life. If hope doesn't disappoint, hope appoints. You mean to tell me just by walking this thing called faith out and learning to rejoice even in the midst of trials and learning some perseverance and learning some character and that turning into hope and staying in that place of a confident expectation of good, just by staying in that kind of place, God's going to bring about appointments that he has for me in my life. Divine appointments for jobs, divine appointments for relationships, divine appointments for favor, divine appointments for opportunities. Come on, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on. Man, hope does not disappoint. If hope does not disappoint, friends, hope appoints. Hope matters. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 13. All these things will pass. Three things shall remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. Paul touches on those very three things in these five verses we touched on this morning. By faith, we stand in that place of grace. By faith, we've accessed this relationship. We have peace with God by faith. Now we hope. We hope in the glory of God, of all that God originally intended. We hope in it. 
But not just that, we also hope we rejoice in the trials that we face and we, and we hold on to hope because we know hope does what? It brings about God's appointments into our lives. And finally, we know what happens with love as the Holy Spirit pours out the love into our hearts. Knowing that, you know what? God, in the middle of all this stuff, I can look back and I can see you've been with me every step of the way. And I'm humbled by your incredible love. My heart is opened to your love. Faith, hope, and love, friends. Some good things he taught us. And the greatest is love. Pray with me. God, I thank you for this word from the book of Romans. God, I thank you that you have some things that you're wanting to shift in our mindset and our perspective. Some healing that you want to bring about in our hearts. God, I don't know about everyone here, but I know I want to be more of a man of character. I want to reflect more of the character of my God. Jesus, you led the way. You showed the way. You lived the way. You are the way. God, help me. Help us to grow into this thing called character. To be able to meet the demands that reality places upon us at home, at work, in life, at church, God, in our relationships. God, through it all, help us not to get bitter, but help us to get better. God, help us to hold on to hope, knowing that you are going to work out something in our favor, on our behalf. Bring about the appointments that you have set for us as we're walking in hope. God, would you allow your love to be shed throughout our hearts that we might know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are with us, that you are for us. God, that you love us and there's nothing that could separate us from your love. God, we ask these very things in Jesus' name. Make us men and women of character. Fill us with hope in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Come on, everybody. Come on, come on. Thank you so much for joining us on The Local Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to local church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to local.church give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.